Hello and welcome to The Crumb, a podcast from Bake From Scratch magazine. We're here to talk baking in all forms, the people, the culture, and the baked goods that make us run to preheat our oven. Hello and welcome to The Crumb. I'm Kyle Grace Mills, the managing editor of Bake From Scratch magazine. And I'm Brian Hart Hoffman, the editor-in-chief of Bake From Scratch. And we are back with another special episode of The Crumb for our Better Baking Academy with Bob's Red Mill. And this is the coffee cake edition. I never gets old. It'll never be old. We will never stop talking about coffee cake. It's one of my favorite things to make. And what makes this module so unique is that we do it from the gluten-free perspective. And this is one of those recipes that I hate when people say this, like, you'll never know it's gluten-free. But it truly is a recipe that no one would know is gluten-free. And using Bob's Red Mill's amazing one-for-one gluten-free baking flour, you have the most amazing tender crumb from this cake. And then using gluten-free oats and the almond flour that Bob's Red Mill makes such amazing stuff, the combination of those ingredients with fresh produce and anything you're craving that can be made into a coffee cake, you have an amazing gluten-free item in your kitchen that will help build your confidence. And I, I'm very, you know, transparent about the fact that I do not have a necessity to bake gluten-free very often. I have some friends and family that do require items to be gluten-free. And for them, I absolutely love having these products in my kitchen so that I can master uh, delicious things and bake for them in the same way that I bake every other thing in the kitchen. So this is a recipe that's great, if, even if you're unfamiliar with baking with gluten-free products. Yes. I mean, it's divinely tender. And then the other thing is that it's incredibly versatile. And you wouldn't... I think that coffee cake is kind of associated with warmer months. I think when we think of January of the classic streusel coffee cake. But this one is really designed for all that fresh summer produce you get. It could be any berry you want. You could chop up, you know, nectarines or plums or something like that and add it in. It's really, yeah, about to say, it's really open to whatever you want to add. And then take flip take it on the flip side, you can take this into, you know, wintertime and it could just be a beautiful citrus coffee cake. I mean, just plain Jane doesn't need any fruit or you could add nuts to the streusel, like a hazelnut one with like a little bit of cocoa powder. Yum. I mean, it, it's really, you know, open to all sorts of like interpretation. You don't have to just bake it during summer. You don't have to just bake it during winter. You could really be baking this and customizing this all year long and to whatever gluten-free, you know, tastes you may have. Like if you have a friend that happens to be gluten-free and they want a particular flavor, this is the coffee cake for you to do that. It's, you know, coffee cake is something that I say is a, you know, a building block in the baking world. You make streusel, but you have this easy cake that comes together so quickly. And it's also something that continues to be one of the most searched things on our website. So at bakefromscratch.com, you can find so many coffee cake recipes because we love coffee cake. And I absolutely turn to this when I have a, you know, out of town guest and I want something to serve in the morning or, 
you know, I'm taking a gift to someone because it does transport so beautifully and you don't have a buttercream or something that you're worried about, you know, touching the packaging or, you know, temperature sensitivity in the car. So coffee cake is just one of those things that everyone should be making. And if you've signed up for the Better Baking Academy at bakefromscratch.com, we send you the monthly module with step-by-step photos so that you can see how these recipes come together. And we provide you with the timeline and tips and tricks for how to have the best outcome when baking. And today we're going to be talking to Amanda from A Cookie Named Desire all about coffee cake. She made a chocolate chip and raspberry twist to our coffee cake, and she has a lot to talk about uh, in the ways of making coffee cake, why we love it, and then what we're all excited to be baking at this end of summer, start a fall season. Let's turn our attention now and chat with Amanda. Hello, Amanda, and welcome back to The Crumb. Thank you for having me back. I'm so excited to be here. We are so excited to have you back. It's been so (laughs) fun this year to have our list of Better Baking Academy friends that join us and have repeat, you know, interview conversations with us here on The Crumb. So it's been like one of those things Mm -hmm. that we, we haven't had frequent repeat guests, but for this year to be able to continue the conversations and find out how things are going, I'm really happy to have you back. Yeah, I'm really excited to be back. It's so much fun. I mean, you know, it's such a fun experience for me and getting to talk to you guys and, you know, about things that, like, we all really love, which is, you know, food and eating and baking. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> it's an easy bond to celebrate when baking and deliciousness are the topic of the day. Mm-hmm, definitely. So speaking of things that we love and adore, let's kick off this jumbo coffee cake conversation. So we, Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't feel like you have to even defend coffee cake as one of the best things in the world to bake, but tell us why you think coffee cake is one of the best baked goods and why every baker should be making it. Okay, so for me, it's this truthful topping that really draws me in. I remember as a kid, my parents would always bring home coffee cake, and every single time you'd find me sneaking into the kitchen to break off a bit of that sweet, buttery crumb topping. Like, I just ugh, can't get enough. I mean, and plus the cake itself is so light and tender. I mean, you, there's everything right about this cake. I mean, everyone should be making it because, I mean, it's really easy to make them, and, you know, they're so easy to customize, too. It's that fun thing that I turn to time and time again when I tell people, make it your own and find things you love. But coffee cake is definitely what I would say should be in every beginner and forget beginner, advanced. Every baker should be making coffee cake mm-hmm. because it it fits such a comfort note in baking. They come together easily. I'm joining you on this love for the streusel that Come on, we know we sneak a few bites before we even put it on the cake to begin with. Streusel is king. (laughs) I love to glaze the streusel, so I like to even add like another layer because I think it gets that really nice sweet bite to the crunch. Um, but, But I agree with you. I think it's just so comforting. And then the tender crumb of the actual cake is, uh, it's just perfect. Mm hmm. 
So, and speaking of, you know, I I said beginner because I do think that this is something that, you know, coffee cake is fairly simple to make. Um, But I I turn to you, Amanda, to say, what are some of those mistakes that you feel like bakers can work on, um, you know, during this baking process to, to have a really good outcome? We want that tender crumb. We want that delicious cake. So what are the, what are the things to avoid so that you end up with that perfect cake at the end? Well, I think the most common mistake that happens, I mean, during most types of baking, honestly, but especially coffee cake, is over-mixing. You want to just barely mix the ingredients together until there are no streaks of flour. A lump here and there is not a big deal, and trying to get rid of them will leave you over-mixing your batter, and it'll leave you with something very tough and dense. And if you want to get a super tender crumb, I would I like to tend to lean towards sour cream or even plain yogurt uh, in your batter instead of regular milk um, because that really helps to tenderize everything in there. I I agree with you. I think the the tendency to overmix is something we should talk way more about all the time because it is a common culprit. But then adding in those things that are like the insurance policies, like the sour cream or the yogurt, lends mm-hmm. such a nice tender cake in the end. And then the one thing I also weigh in on is do not open your oven door too soon to check on this cake because you could have the weight yeah. of the <laughs> streusel collapse the cake structure that's forming underneath. And with coffee cake, I find more people say, the center sunk. And that's not, not always a bad thing. I, I do like a really tender center of the cake, but you do not want to open the oven door until you really know that that crumb is set. Um, and then you can start checking to see if it's done. Yeah, patience is always key in baking. Absolutely. And I think that another important thing to keep an eye out for, like when we say like be don't overdo it with the mixing, it is okay to let your mixer just do it for 30 seconds. And if there's still some flour streaks, like still turn it off and just get a spatula mm-hmm. and, and hand mix it a little bit to bring it together. That's a great way to to not over mix is to not rely so mm-hmm. much on our mixers. We love them. We do. But, you know, finish it by hand for the ultimate tender texture. Definitely. I agree. That's usually what I like to do. So coffee cake is super easy to customize, and we are all about the ways you can customize this coffee cake. We have different kinds of streusel, different kinds of fruit you can add to it. What are some of your favorite ways to customize this recipe? And then tell us a little bit about the chocolate and raspberry twist you did on this module. Honestly, I'm a sucker for a classic coffee cake with just a light twist here and there. Adding fruits, especially, is my favorite way to change things up. They can also experiment with different spices or adding seasonal ingredients, like zucchini is really big now during the summer or pumpkin during fall. Uh, the one way I really wanted to celebrate um, this coffee cake was to bring out my raspberry bush that I got this year and utilize that and the fresh berries that I was getting. Uh, I love I love them because, you know, they're sweet and just slightly tart, and it works really well in coffee cake. And, well, my favorite way to eat raspberries is to stick a little chocolate chip inside of them before I start munching away. And for me, it's a no-brainer to have chocolate and raspberries together, and I thought, that definitely has to be my coffee cake this year. 
I love it. I think, and the photos that you took of it are so beautiful. I absolutely loved seeing the berries and then the chocolate. I mean, you're right. How can you resist the combination of delicious, fresh berries Mm -hmm. with chocolate under the streusel in this tender cake? We're talking paradise here. (laughs) But one thing that makes this module unique is that we used Bob's Red Mill one-for-one gluten-free baking flour. So is that something you Mm -hmm. were familiar with prior? What's your, you know, we all have some friends, even if it's not necessary for you to bake gluten-free, we all have friends and family that have that that need for gluten-free treats. Tell me your thoughts on baking with that gluten-free flour. It's actually one of my favorites. Um, I am not very familiar with a lot of gluten-free baking on my own, and a lot of it is very intimidating with a lot of these different flowers that you're supposed to use. So I like reaching for a Bob's Red Mills uh, gluten-free baking mix because it's a one-for-one replacement on all-purpose flowers. So I don't have to finick around with different flowers and how much to add and take away or, you know, how to change up the recipe to accommodate that. I, as someone who's not very experienced with gluten-free baking, I can just use it as I do regular flour and know and trust that it's going to come out perfectly every single time, and no one even knows that you're using alternative flowers. I, uh, I and ag- For me, like, there's, yeah, there's no other choice but to go for them. And, and I agree with you because there are amazing content creators that have you know, amazing gluten-free recipes in cookbooks and blogs and websites. And they mm-hmm. use combinations of different things to achieve different structure and flavor. And, and all of those recipes are amazing. But for bakers like you and for me, I do not bake gluten-free out of necessity or very often. So when I have, you mm-hmm. know, friends and family coming that that do require gluten-free, you know, items, I love being able to turn to the Bob's Red Mill gluten-free baking flour because it is a perfect substitute. And just a few weeks ago, I made a gluten-free hummingbird cake for one of um, one Ooh. of my family members' uh, weddings. I, I did cake that had, you know, uh, gluten flour, and then I had the one gluten-free hummingbird cake, and no one knew the difference. And I love how easy it is to use that that Bob's Red Mill product. Yeah, it's perfect. I absolutely adore it. And I think that, you know, the gluten-free streusel has a lot of unintended joys to it where you use that almond flour and it's got that extra nuttiness. And then the gluten-free oats yeah. that they do, which they're so meticulous in making sure there's no gluten contamination. Like it, it is one of my favorite streusels is to have that punch of both like the nutty oatness and then the almond streusel. There's, you know, you can do either one of those for this coffee cake. Yeah, they're both really good. I mean, I really love them, especially with the berries and the chocolate. I mean, it just really adds kind of a a more, like, homey feeling to it in a way. I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I just, I love that combination together. It just, it elevates it so much in this Jerusalem. So speaking of things that are elevated and delicious, 
we are getting towards the end of summer, which I cannot believe summer has come and gone so quickly. But I want to recap with you what some of your favorite things you made from the summer. Now, taking a glance at your social media and your website, I saw some things like a coffee cream pie and salted caramel milkshake, to name just a few items that jumped out. But tell me what some of your favorites were and what you can't wait to make with the last of summer produce. You know, summer has been incredibly busy for me. I've had a lot going on. So the theme has been quick, easy, shareable. I've been making a ton of cookies for our new neighbors that we have. Um, I've been mastering my pie recipes, as you see with the coffee cream pie. Um, and really just anything that's that I can share with other people. My daughter and my nieces, they've been begging me for so many different types of milkshakes and I've gone overboard and making you know the crazy milkshakes where I'm using the pies and putting them in the milkshakes and things like that so it's just been anything that's simple easy fun that I can share with a lot of people that's basically what I've been doing all summer long and I'm probably going to keep it that way till it goes till you know I run out of my summer produce I mean Putting pie in a milkshake, we are done here. That is the best thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Pie shake and not stirred is perfect. Yes, it's so good. So decadent, but worth every calorie. (laughs) Oh, that is the splurge we all need. Yes. So we also have an upcoming fall season, and I feel like, I know, it's sad to let go of summer, but on the flip side, we've got fall coming. And that is like the Super Bowl of baking. I for, mean, bakers uh, rejoice. Yes. I mean, it is mm-hmm. the time to pull out your craziest pans, your craziest <laughs> ideas, and force them on your relatives at basic, you know, holiday yeah. gatherings. <laughs> this is I'm obviously talking about me. I'm sure everybody else in y'all's family is excited. But when we're talking about this fall season, what are you most excited to start baking? I know you've had a hectic summer, but maybe there's like some bucket list one that you're super excited to bake right for like the Thanksgiving season or maybe for the holiday season. Which one are you getting most geared up for? I mean, fall, I mean, like you said, it's prime time for baking. I'm super hyped up so excited for it. I have so many ideas swimming in my head. I don't think I have any particular thing that I'm like holiday that I'm gearing up for the most. Like I just have so many things I need to be baking and making real as soon as possible. I plan on making, I have this theme of pie uh, themed cookies that I really want to make for the family that have been going on like a pecan pie shortbread cookie and you know, my apple pie thumbprints. Like, I just, I have a lot of things like that going on that I really want to do. But I also really want to focus on working on my savory baked goods. I want to perfect, you know, my pizza doughs and make some really fun focaccias. And I decided that I really want to bring back my homemade bagels because I really miss having homemade bagels every morning. So that's all on my bucket list for the fall. Bagels are one of my favorite things to make. I have fallen in love with bagel making in the last few years. And we actually have an upcoming Better Baking Academy module for a pumpkin bagel. So we're bringing fall like big yeah. time to the bagel, to the to the baking and the bagel, the ba- 
Yeah, tongue twister oh, yeah. for me. <laughs> We're doing it. So I'm with you. I'm on the bagel train. Yeah. Yeah, and bagels yeah, so are so far. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just saying I'm really excited. I can't wait. <laughs> Uh, and I think that so for me with bagels, like bagels are the most rewarding thing to bake yourself and eat because I there's something that blew my mind about the way the flavor was. Maybe I'd never had a fresh bagel, which, you know, considering <laughs> we're in the South, that probably isn't too far fetched. But I just never had that amazing flavor. Now, I'm obviously scared of making bagels because I like to drop things from great heights. And so when no. I drop that <laughs> no. bagel into that boiling hot water, look out below. It is literally just like bomb drop. <laughs> for me but I'm gonna get a spider strainer because I'm super excited about this upcoming module and also you making homemade bagels gotta try that so I'm gonna get myself a proper spider strainer so I can lower gently uh, my little baby bagels into their bath water (laughs) yes don't drop them for too high no one's gonna like that (laughs) yeah the ouch from the process you won't you won't enjoy the burns but the bagels will still be delicious no no yes Well, Amanda, thank you so much for not only being a part of the Better Baking Academy with Bob's Red Mill and Bake from Scratch, but for this amazing coffee cake with raspberries and chocolate and the beautiful photos. Again, I'm going to tell everyone, get over to her website and social media, look at the photos, look at the recipe, and grab a bag of Bob's Red Mill (laughs) one-for-one gluten-free baking flour, and you will see how amazing this coffee cake is. Oh, definitely. Thank you so much for having me and for kind words. Uh, It's been so much fun baking along with you. I really can't wait to the next recipe and getting to talk to you guys again later in the year. It's going to be fun. Can't wait. Great. See you guys. Thank you again. Thanks. Amanda's coffee cake sounds amazing, but can we please stop one more moment and talk about milkshakes with pie in them. I I don't, I couldn't even really talk after she <laughs> mentioned it because all I was thinking of, number one, how to create a proper hybrid name for a pie shaken. Uh, you and, were over there like, I could oh see God. your brain the turning. The wheels were turning. Yes. And then uh, just fathoming what I would do first, like grasshopper pie shake. I mean, all oh. that kind of, I mean, just, I, I just went bounding off into the sunset. I'm sorry, I know you and Amanda were still talking, but I was gone. With well, then the she mentioned, shake. you know, pecan pie and shortbread and then i was thinking pecan pie shortbread milkshake it's that like once we start an idea where we we can't stop it also anyway we can make pie you know easier and less hard for my tiny hands i would love that well you know we're just a few weeks away from the release of the pie and tart collection cookbook so think about putting all of those recipes in a milkshake oh my god then we just doubled the ideas i'm i mean I'm trying to think of which one would be my favorite. We've got so many custard ones. I think the German chocolate one. I mean, which is already frozen. Frozen German chocolate. It is so delicious. I mean, that you just take scoops of, put it into a nice little sundae glass. You're done. Done. I mean, we are done. (laughs) All right, everybody. We have had such a great episode today. And if you have not signed up for the Better Baking Academy with Bob's Red Mill and Bake From Scratch, please visit bakefromscratch.com. And again, we will send you that monthly email with the recipe and the module that provides step-by-step photos and instructions for how to make that month's recipe. 
And then don't forget about jumping into the Facebook group for the Better Baking Academy, where everyone is sharing photos of what you've made and the ways you've given it your own twist. And this is something I really love about that group is the idea sharing and just how excited people are each month when we release the modules. So get in that group, share your photos, meet fellow bakers that are a part of the Better Baking Academy, and then don't forget to reach out with any questions because we are here every step of the way to bake with you. And that's what we love about the Better Baking Academy is that it truly is helping us all be better bakers together and troubleshooting things together too when we have, you know, crazy ideas in our heads for certain flavors or how something can turn out. There's always an answer in the group or from the team here at Bake From Scratch. So please sign up, get involved, be a part, and of course, remember to stock your pantries with all of these amazing items from Bob's Red Mill. All right, Kyle Grace. Are you ready to bake? I am. Are you going to make a milkshake? Uh, No, I'm going to run upstairs, get a pie, throw it into a milkshake. But after that, I'll bake, I promise. All right. I love it. It's been a nice conversation, everybody. I can't wait till the next episode of The Crumb. And in the meantime, I wish you happy baking and better baking with Bob's Red Milk. If you liked our podcast, please rate, subscribe, and tell a friend about us. To keep up with all of our baking endeavors, Follow our editor-in-chief and co-host, Brian, on Instagram at Brian Hart Hoffman. You can follow Bake From Scratch on Instagram at The Bake Feed. For online recipes and fresh baking content, go to our website, bakefromscratch.com, and sign up for our newsletter, Preheat. Finally, for in-real-life baking inspiration, grab our magazine on newsstands, or subscribe through our website.